Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to the Bald Face Truth with John Canzano, live from Pac-12 Media Day in Los Angeles on 750 The Game. Here with Coach Lincoln Riley, USC coach, first-year coach. Uh, welcome, first of Thank all, you. first Thank Pac-12 you. Media Day. How we doing? How's the media in the Pac-12 footprint doing? They're good. Everybody's been good. A lot of not short on topics, are we? No. I'm not, I don't want to talk about the stuff everybody's talking about, though. I want to Amen. get into other stuff. Amen. How weird is it to have, like, when you buy a house out there and everybody sees it and, you know, all that extra stuff that's around the life of Lincoln Riley? <laughs> part, is it surreal? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I mean, just just part of the gig. You kind of become used to it. You know, it's uh, w- what we do is very public, and you understand that that's going to bleed over at times. And But honestly, that's been – one of the things we've most enjoyed out here is a little bit of the anonymity out here. You know, yeah. you can just, you know, there's a lot going on. You know, there's, there's, you know, a lot of places to kind of get away and enjoy with your family. And, and some of the downtime out here has been fantastic. The, you know, there's a lot, all the preseason hype is surrounded around you guys. And, you know, it's, it's exciting for the conference. It's good for media day. But how do you, as a coach, how do you keep your guys sharp when people are handing you the trophy? before the season <laughs> well i think they picked his third so they're not handing it to us yet <laughs> um but no nah, it's listen you, you understand that's part of what comes comes with it here this is usc there's a lot of attention and 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 i think rightfully so i i we've made it very clear to our guys that we're not going to win a championship in recruiting we're not going to win a championship in the transfer portal those are all pieces the job is the culture we build the way that we play the game week in and wake out and uh so we're we're pushing hard for that, really trying to teach these guys what it feels like. And the great thing is we got a staff full of guys that have been there. You know, we, we you know, being there and doing it are two different things, but everybody on our staff is one and knows what that feels like and knows what that looks like, and that really helps getting it over to the players. What's the most fun part of coaching for you? What, what, when are you, uh, when's the joy? Where's the joy in it? Ah, uh, the, the, the practice field, the meeting room. Um, it's kind of the behind the scenes, getting to know the guys, the just the – just all those moments, all, honestly, like when the cameras aren't there. Like, I love game day. I mean, I love game day. Um, and probably the behind-the-scenes stuff, the relationships, and then road games. Those are my favorites. There are a lot of victories coaches will have. And, you know, often we talk about wins and losses. But those victories happen in the locker room with yes. kids, some kids that we never really get to see star, be a star player. But that's a, that's a win for you. Yes. Who's who's popping into your mind right now in your career when I say that? Like victories that were not on-field victories for Lincoln Riley. Is there a kid or two where you go, you know, I made a difference in that kid's life or that, you know, that kid believed in himself at the end? Yeah, you know, immediately I go back to um, I go back to walk-ons because that's how I got my college career started. And uh, so I've always had a, you know, a special place in my heart. And, uh, you know, I think it, some of the guys that one of the first ones comes to mind is, is Lee Morris, um, the receiver we had at Oklahoma. He came out of the same high school as Kyler Murray but didn't get recruited and, you know, left, uh, you know, left, uh, you know, had a decorated career there, ended up getting a phenomenal job out of it, bounced around the NFL. I mean, has done 
it's just it's made a huge difference in his life. And I think just giving guys that opportunity and just letting them know you believe in them. You know, maybe when they weren't recruited or not this or not that, and they think, well, nobody thinks I'm, I can do it. And I, a lot of times all anybody needs is just someone to believe in them and give them a chance. Uh, kids are, I think, attention, getting their attention, keeping their attention is one of the challenges. It, can you help parents out there? you got like 80 of those. You know, i got a teenager. I have three daughters. Yep. Give us some uh, – how, how do you get their attention and keep it? I think you got to be creative. I, I think first is you've got to be able to communicate with them. You know, you've got to – You've got to understand them as much as you possibly can. And then I think you've got to change up your approach. You know, you've got to keep things interesting, keep things fun. Um, and uh, it, it is a challenge, so especially when you're the person that's that's constantly at the front of the room. Because if it doesn't matter how good your message is, if nobody's if nobody's taking it in, then there will be no impact. And uh, so that's something that, that we study and something that we really try to do is, is spend time and get to know our guys. USC coach Lincoln Riley is our guest. Uh, you get a kid like Travis Dye in your offense. What will he look like? What do you What do you need out of him? Uh, you know, a lot, a lot out of that whole position room. It's a. Uh, it's. You look back at our history. Our most productive years have been when that room was very, very explosive. And uh, Travis is obviously a proven player, proven player in this league. We think he has a skill set that fits us very well. And uh, you know, we, we're going to need him to have an impact in all three phases: blocking, running, and, and catching the ball. Influences on your life, coaching influences. Start there. Uh, whose fingerprints are on Lincoln Riley's uh, coaching? Uh, a lot. Uh, you know, I'd first say my, my head coach in high school, David Wood. I had such a phenomenal um, – and we really had a great staff there. My high school staff was amazing. But I had such a great experience there. It made me want to continue to be a part of this game. Uh, all the head coaches I've worked for, you know, Mike Lee, Truffle McNeil, Bob Stoops, have all impacted me in different ways. And then, and then several of the guys that I still work with now, um, you know, Dennis Simmons, um, Benny Wiley, some of those guys that I've been with for a long time, you know, they continue to push and inspire me. So I've been, I've been pretty lucky. How about as a person for you away from football? Let's, let's go there. Let's yeah, my dad for sure. Um, my dad and my both, both my parents. I had great parents um, that that. Gave me the opportunity to do things and pursue things I wanted, but they held me accountable and pushed me and taught me values at a young age, and I'm very appreciative. So I've had a lot of others that have been great influences, but my parents are the ones that got it started. Do you find yourself sounding like your dad with your own, your own kids? At times. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> I have the moment of, okay, that's why my dad was telling me that. Yeah, it's, it, it goes full circle. Amazing how wise your parents become as you age. Yes, they do. <laughs> and, he, and he reminds me of that daily. Yeah. Yeah. What are your kids' ages? What are we talking about? Uh, nine and five right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're busy. We are. That's a fun age, though. Great age. Yeah. It's a great age. They're uh, they're a lot of fun. Is the uh, is the younger one a competitor? More of a competitor? She is. Yeah. She is. There's something about the youngest. Always. I don't know what that is. Do you notice that in your recruits? Do you find that? At times, yeah. yeah. At times. The, the dynamics are all different. But, yeah, I, I think the youngest ones more consistently are they've had to watch that old one, and, and they kind of – they have a little different fire sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So you coach with Leach. I've had him on the show a ton. Yeah. And I enjoy talking to him. Uh, what did you learn from him? Oh, a lot of things that are not relevant to anything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joking aside, honestly, in the game, I learned, like, don't be afraid to think outside the box. You know, don't be afraid to do things different than everybody else's if you feel like it's right. And, uh now, Mike lives outside the box. I try to just think outside of it occasionally, uh, but he's, uh, he's quite the character, as we all know. You're, you're, in, uh, you're about to start some practices, and then, of course, we'll lead to a game. You know, what do you need to get done right away in practice? 
I'd just continue to come together, continue to build on the foundation that we've set forth here in the last seven or eight months. Uh, the, this practice period is a very, very important time for all teams, especially uh, a team with as much change and new uh, that we have. Uh, but I like our group. Our group has had a great summer, and they're ready to play. There's going to be a lot made of you guys leaving for the Big Ten in a couple years. It's uh, no, no player or coach played a role in that, and no. yet you're going to go into some stadiums and people are going to blame you for it. What do you tell your kids? Oh, they're gonna hate. They're, they're gonna hate us anyway. I mean, like that's that's what the road should be. They should be on you. So I'd be, I'd be disappointed if that made it any worse. I mean, I, I think that's that's one of the fun things about going on the road is you're you're the villain. You're the enemy. You have to embrace it. Caleb Williams at quarterback. We're gonna see him in the conference. What are we gonna see? Hopefully a lot of touchdowns. You know, hopefully a guy leading the squad. Um, very talented player that I think is improving rapidly. And uh, so. And, and got a lot of great experience being in all those different situations that he was in last year. So he's, he's grown a lot. And he's leading our team, and I expect him to play at a high level. Yeah, and it's interesting. There's I think there's seven transfer quarterbacks that will start this season. Yep. Is, is this just how it's going to be from now on? Are we going to see transfer QBs? I think the QB world is different than any other position, and I have a hard time believing it's, that it's going to change. I do. It's uh, When you primarily have just one guy that plays, it just creates some interesting dynamics. and. A lot of times where a school like USC, you might add three or four of them stacked up that can play anywhere. Well, now they're going to go play other places. So you've got to – how do you – okay, so you got to simultaneously try to give the underclassmen some hope, but also you got to keep your eye open in case they jump. You need to you need to fill in. You've you got to be ready. Yeah things, yeah, things happen. There's a lot of quick changes, and you got to you got to kind of know what your moves are ahead of time. And, and then I think it helps us that we've established a culture that even if a guy's got to – I mean, look at like Kyler Murray. You know, he comes with us, he sits for two years, and he's number one overall pick and wins a Heisman. I mean, so we've got some proof of concept uh, for us that I think gives us maybe a little bit of an advantage. I saw that contract thing. That jumped out at me where he's got to spend four hours a week. What what do you make of that? Like, A guy eats, breathes, and sleeps football. So my concern with him when I coached him was more him overdoing it than underdoing it. I was always making sure that he didn't overdo it because he – He's an extreme competitor. So I saw they wiped it out, which was a yeah. pretty good move. Yeah, they never should have done it in the first place because no. there's no winning there. Like, even if you put that out publicly, now everybody's going, oh, the guy doesn't do his work, and I just don't understand. Yeah, the, the, the context was not really given, and uh, yeah, I, hopefully everybody can move on because with that guy, it's a non-issue. Is it fun for you to watch those guys go uh-huh. to the next level? And, Amazing. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, some of the guys like that that were not ideal size, not prototypical, you know, and, and – yeah, just to see, see them living out their dreams, you know, and, and have a chance to do what they dreamed of doing. And, and you know, it, it's uh, I still talk to them all the time and, and just I'm, I'm certainly their biggest fan. Lincoln Riley, thank you for spending some time with us. You got it. Appreciate Enjoy you. It. Uh-huh. Thank you. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.